give the Lord a hand. Amen, amen. Well, this week's scripture, Torah portion, is very interesting. Because technically, this Bema would be empty if we went by the requirements of the, that's right, for the Torah portion. Because it says you can't, that the Kohen can be without blemish. Well, I can tell you right now, being a one-eyed dyslexic with part of a thumb missing due to a car accident and a scar that makes me look like G.I. Joe with Kung Fu grip, that I wouldn't be able to be a priest, as it says in the scripture. But we know there's more to it than that. See, we know that as our life evolves around our Messiah, that he gives us a promise. But I want to first look at what this Torah portion was talking about. Does God really want, not want those who have disabilities to be able to do things? And I don't think that's the point. Because when we look through history, when we look through the Torah, we see many had disabilities. Moses spoke with some type of speech impediment. He also probably had some issues with, uh, you know, dealing with a lot of people trying to come down on him, you know, depression almost, and anxieties, right? His sister dealt with blemishes on her. Isaac went blind. So we see yet, even though these great people had these issues, our King David, the greatest of all kings, had a pride issue, had people murdered. But yet God still uses us. But he wants us to be realized that even though we fall short, even though we all have blemishes, Rabbi Shaul, the Apostle Paul, talked about the thorn in his side. But yet these were all great men and women of the Lord. So does God see our blemish? And I think the answer is no. See, I think God has made us into a new creature. And that we all can come and worship. But we need to have that greater sacrifice than us. I think that's why God required the lamb to be without blemish. It's to remind us that our blemishes have to be taken care of by someone or something that was without those. It makes us look up to God to appreciate what he's calling for in our lives. And that's what we see taking place in this week's Torah portion. It's an understanding that we need to come before God just as we are. Because he's going to make you a new creature. And when he makes you that new creature, as the scripture says, I want to pull it up right now, I want you to go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
We're going to start in verse, I think, 16, read to the end. But this is a very important chapter to remind us of what God has done for us. Scripture says you can't have a blemish and serve the Lord. Well, I would really believe that those blemishes, not only on the outside but the inside, none of us could truly serve him. But that's why he made us something new. Here's what the scripture tells us. It says, so from now on, we recognize no one according to the what? The flesh. It's not the outside. Even though we have known, even though we have known the Messiah according to the flesh, we now, yet now we, we no longer know him this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is what? A new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become what? New again, or become new. See, we're re God, when we accept Yeshua into our hearts, guess what? The lame walk, the blind see. God makes us a new creature. Our flesh might still show one thing, but the, the soul, our spirit, is renewed. There are no scars. There are no blindness. God makes us that new being. So that we can serve the true and living God. We are truly priests to the God Most High in this way. Because we serve under Yeshua the Messiah. Verse 18. Now, all these things are what? From God, who reconciled us to himself through Messiah and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. God doesn't care about your past. God cares about your future. You see, when we are become that new creature in him, he doesn't see those blemishes that we have anymore because they've been wiped away. They're fresh and new and clean. He can take away those addictions that you have and make you that new creature. He can wipe away the issues of the emotional stress that you have and depression and anxiety as we come before him. We might have it still in the flesh, but in our spirit, we are set free. And that's what's so important. That's what the scripture, I believe, really is showing us, is the inward self that we have to look at. How do we understand that God is creating in us a new being? You know, I will never forget after I became a believer, how God started changing in my life almost instantaneously. I can tell you as I walked down the aisle after saying the sinner's prayer for the first time, and literally it talks about the, that the Jewish people have scales over their eyes, and I literally feel, felt an unveiling take place. God spoke to me and said, I knew the number of hairs on your head before you were even born. You see, before I was a believer, I thought if a woman wanted to have an abortion, it was her body, her life, she could do whatever she wants. But not only did God remind me that he made that creature in her, but that I myself 
could have been a legal abortion. My mom had a disease and they could have legally, she could have had an abortion, but she decided not to. She took a great risk. And yes, you know the answer because here I stand today. But what you don't know is that my mom got healed of that disease. See, God has a greater plan. My eyes started opening up to his word. He created me a new creature. Judy would tell you that I, my, when I would speak every other word out of my mouth, and I'm not kidding, it was almost every other word was a cuss word. Not every word, every other word, every couple. But I, I, I cussed a lot. But you know what? I remember looking at Judy about two weeks after I became a believer and said, and I was unconscious. I said, I'm not cussing anymore. See, God created something new inside of me and cleansed out those issues. And he can do that for you too. Even the situations that you're dealing with now still as a believer, have you given it up to God? Have you said to the spirit that in, lives inside of you? Remember, you know, the, I, I always think it's funny when you hear pastors or people say, let the Spirit fall on us. The Spirit doesn't fall on us. The Spirit lives in us. So the Spirit will come out of us to show us that light. That's what we're really asking. Is, Lord, let your Spirit shine in from me. Let it flow from within me. Because we're the ones that hold the Spirit in us. Why does God put the Spirit in us? Where does he put his... God promises in Jeremiah 31, 31 that he will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant he made with the forefathers that he wrote on the stones. He says, I'm going to take the, the, the promises, the Torah that I gave to your forefathers on stones and I will now put it in your heart. I'm going to make you... A, I'm going to take out the heart of stone that you have and I'm going to put in a heart of flesh. And that heart of flesh bl puts blood through your body. And that's, what he, and that's where the spirit lies. Not in our heads. See, many people have head knowledge of God, but don't have that personal relationship with God. It has to drop 18 inches so that, God, so that you can feel the presence of the Lord. When you accept Yeshua into your heart, it then says that the Ruch HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, will now reside in there. Why there and not our brain? Because too many of us use our brains and not our hearts. And our brains don't always get us what we need. But inside there where the Word of God is, He said, I'm going to put it inside of you now. The Torah lives in you. And guess what? When it's in you, you can't just throw it away. It, it, it will sit there and it will fester and it will... It will be that situation that even if you try to walk away from him, he's going to call you back. It's that desire that you know the truth and the truth sets you free. You know, many people, when they start going to a Messianic congregation, they have a hard time going back to traditional church because they realize that a lot of the church is missing the true and living God because they're denying all of his word. 
But that's what God's calling us to. We have blemishes that need to be wiped away. And he gave us that pure, unblemished sacrifice through his Messiah, our Messiah, his son. He created him. He came down in the form of a man to experience what you experience. You know, many times when you, something happens to you, someone says, oh, I know how you feel. And many times you all look at me and go, no, you don't. You've never had this happen to you before. You don't know how I feel. But you know what? God does. Because he experienced it. He lived with us. He walked with us. He ate with us. And most importantly, he ministered to us. And he gave us that spirit that lives in us. So that we can become that new creature. And we can become on fire for God. That's what makes us so unique. It doesn't matter how we look on the inside. It's that spiritual being that's in us that makes us who we are. Don't be afraid to look in the mirror. Because that's not what God's seen. God's seen you inside. He's seen that unblemished new creature that he is creating. That he is remolding and reforming. He's straightening out the arms and the legs and the eyes and the ears. Because your spiritual being is perfect in him. And that's what he's calling us to do. To understand the, the love that our God has. Is he's going to give us the greatest unblemished being that we have ever seen on earth. And that is his son Yeshua. And he's going to pay the ultimate sacrifice. He's going to pour out his blood on the altar. So that our sins can not only be forgiven, but washed away. See, that's the difference between the animal sacrifice and our Messiah's sacrifice. Animal sacrifices just cover our sins. Yeshua washes them away. We become perfect in Him. That is why we're able to be called priests of the God Most High. That's why we're part of his priesthood now. Be it Jewish or Gentile, or what doesn't matter what tribe you're from, we are all in his priesthood. He's calling us to a greater thing. I want to continue reading. Verse 20. We are therefore ambassadors for Messiah, as through God we are what? Making his appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Messiah, be reconciled to who? To God. See, that's where we need to have our order right. Here in your life, there's a spiritual order. It's God, your spouse, your family, your job comes way down that list. But make sure you've got those top three in order. Are you doing what God is calling you to do? Are you ready to serve Him? 
Are you ready to honor your spouse? Are you ready to love your children and to teach them His ways? From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, we're to teach our children. You know, it's that next generation that will make a difference. You know, I know one thing that we have right now with the social distancing is we can't hug one another. And I think that hurts. We need that physical attachment. That spirit of, that sense of, I'm with you. God is calling us to let us go into his arms. And let him wrap his arms around you. And let you know that he is there for you. Even through these trying times, he's there. So don't be afraid. Sometimes we got to be put back on that molding wheel a few times in our lives. The good thing is by being in him, we're able to let that happen. God is living inside of you as a believer in Messiah. That's why we're zealous for the word. That's why we're going to share the good news. Because that's what sets us free. And when it lives inside of us, we're that new temple. And we look great spiritually. The flesh might look different, but God doesn't look at the flesh. He looks at the spirit. Is there another verse? That's it. So we need to be righteous. We need our righteousness to come to God of God. We need to reconcile with him. Are there areas in your life that you still need to change? Absolutely. Ask Yeshua during your prayer time to remold those areas in your life where you're still relying more on the flesh and less on him and let that be reversed. Let your spirit shine. People should know you by your walk, it says. You shouldn't have to tell people that you're a believer. God is opening up your life. And he will make sure that he makes you into a new creature in him. We're all blemished. One way or another. None of us are perfect. But the good news is that we worship a true and living, blameless God who loves us and cares about us. Who loves us so much that he poured out his blood for us so that our sins can be forgiven. And that he makes us into his priesthood under his son, Yeshua, who has created us as a new being. Our past is behind us, wiped away. We start with a clean slate. I encourage you to reach out 
and ask God to continue to put you on that molding wheel, that wheel. Let him reshape us. I ask all the time, Lord, where do I, and there's places I still need to be reshaped. And let him do it. Because watch how he will make you into the creature, the being that he wants you to be. So don't be afraid about what the flesh looks like. Understand that God looks at our heart. And if you only know him in your mind, let him drop down to that heart right now. Because that's what makes you a new being in him. It's not just knowledge, it's experience. You must be able to experience the living God. And that experience, comes, the living comes from the heart. That's why he chose there to dwell. So I encourage you to ask Yeshua into your life. If you never had or if you need to renew your life to him, now is the time. And then let that spirit flow from within you. Because that is where the spirit is. It doesn't have to come from heaven. It's found a new place in your heart. You are its carrier. And it's something that I want you to spread everywhere. Because unlike the virus that can kill and hurt people, the Spirit of God loves and heals people. And that's what we need in the world today. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. I first want to ask those who yet don't know Messiah. If God is calling to you right now, we should have information on the screen. Our phone number should be up there. It's 770-285-5100. You can just text us or email us. And let us know that you're ready to accept Yeshua into your heart. Wherever you are around the world, we will contact you and we will pray with you that prayer. I'm going to give you in just a second an opportunity to do it right now as well. And if you, maybe you've slidden away from God. Maybe you feel like God is in the heavens but not right with you. And you're ready to have the Spirit of God back in your heart. To feel the joy of the Lord living in you. I want you just to rededicate your life to Him. And if you do that too, please let us know. But right now, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to pray with me. And if you're a believer in Messiah, pray for those who don't yet know Him. Pray for those who have backslidden and are ready to come back and show your support for the decision they're about to make. Abba, Father, I have sinned against you. I believe Yeshua is the Messiah. And that he came for both Jew and Gentile alike. I ask Yeshua into my heart. And Lord, I ask the Spirit to dwell in me as well. Lord, make me a new creature today. 
I believe Yeshua died and rose again and is sitting at your right hand interceding for me and because he lives today I can live I ask this in Yeshua's name Amen again I want to encourage you if you said that prayer for the first time it says that the angels in heaven are rejoicing and we're rejoicing with them right now and if you said that as rededicating your life to the Lord continue in prayer to seek his presence ask him to reveal those areas in your flesh that need to be changed so that your spirit can take over but remember that he has never left you he has never forsaken you he loves you so much that he put his son on the altar for your life don't be afraid of what God is doing today we ask this in his precious name and everyone said amen amen